Welcome to Rhema for Today. Now, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, first of all, you're always right when you put first things first. And the reason we get into difficulty a lot of times, even with God's Word, is because we don't put first things first. Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. This week we've gone into the archives and found Kenneth E. Hagan's Praying with All Kinds of Prayer series, Volume 3. This will be a great month of teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan with today's message. Open your Bibles again to our text. Anybody know what it is? What? Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Amen. Paul writing to the church at Ephesus, or I like to put it this way, the Holy Ghost through the Apostle Paul said, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Hallelujah. Now, we have been looking just at a part of this verse. There's a whole lot here. And uh, take a long time to discuss everything that's here. But just discussing a little bit at a time. Praying always with all prayer. Or as we pointed out, other translations read, praying with all manner of prayer or all kinds of prayer. And so we've discussed some different kinds of praying or different kinds of prayer that we can find in the scriptures. And we left off with this verse last time. We got down to this kind of prayer. We talked about the prayer and the prayer of faith or the prayer to change things. We talked about the prayer of agreement. We talked about the prayer of consecration or submission or dedication to God or His will. We talked about the prayer of commitment or casting our cares upon the Lord. We talked about the prayer of worship and praise. And people don't think about worship and praise as being prayer. But you'll notice how the Word of God always ties them together. Thanksgiving and prayer, praise. And one definition of prayer is it's fellowshipping with the Father. Well, thank God when you're praising Him and worshiping Him, you're certainly fellowshipping with Him, aren't you? Somebody said, I don't know who said it, I, I heard it almost 50 years ago, that uh, praise is the highest kind or the highest type of prayer. Amen. Well, you can understand that if prayer, one definition of prayer at least is, if prayer is fellowshipping with the Father, then when you are praising Him, you are fellowshipping with Him, then that would be the highest type of prayer. Amen. Now, let's talk about uh, the prayer of intercession in 1 Timothy 2, chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. If I understand correctly, Timothy was pastor at this time. And Paul says, or I like to put it this way, the Holy Ghost said through the Apostle Paul, I exhort therefore that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. And then he uh, tells us who the all men are that he's talking about so that we can get it clear in our mind. For kings and for all that are in authority. In those days, the leaders of nations were more kings. 
And, and so he's talking about those in authority. He explains that for kings and for all that are in authority. Now, why I pray for them, that we, we as Christians, may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who would have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Now, notice this fact that uh, this is good and acceptable in the sight of God. Now, there's two things. It's good and acceptable in the sight of God that we lead a quiet and a peaceable life. It's good and acceptable in the sight of God that, first of all, we make supplication, prayers, and intercession and giving of thanks for all men. Amen? Amen? Now, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, first of all, you're always right when you put first things first. And the reason we get into difficulty a lot of times, even with God's word, is because we don't put first things first. Now, you know, uh, one of our other texts, because we had the two main texts for prayer school, our other one was John fifteen seven, where Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. Well, you see, if we're not putting God's word first, we're not putting first things first. Then if we're not doing what God's word said do, we're not putting first things first. So we need to follow directions. You know, uh, we could say, uh, you know, that we believe in uh, driving an automobile, but that don't mean you can drive one. Amen. And so we can say that we believe in prayer, but that don't mean that we are a prayer. You got to learn. Amen. Amen. And you learn by experience and by, by the word of God and experience. The word of God always comes first. So the word says, I exhort therefore that first. Well, no, what does it mean first? Well, he means just put first things first. Even before you pray for yourself. Did you ever stop and think about that? Even before you pray for yourself. Pray for those that are in authority. See, God will do things for us because we're here. Say, well, they're not even Christians, these leaders. Well, you, you know, you're a student of history, aren't you? You know from, from history that very seldom did you find a king that was a Christian. But you see, God will do things because we're here. And because we ask Him. Back over in Old Testament, Jeremiah 33, 3, He said, Call unto me and I'll answer you. And show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. He'll do things just because we ask Him and because we are in our covenant and He's established a covenant with us and we have certain covenant rights. And just because we ask him. We'll go into it in detail a little later on in these studies. But you remember in the Old Testament, 18th chapter of Genesis, about Abraham and his intercession for the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. Amen. And he said, Lord, you know, if you could find 50 righteous there, well, you, you, you know, you, you're not going to destroy the righteous with the wicked, are you? And you see, Sodom and Gomorrah were very wicked. Yes. See, that's where we get the, the word 
sodomy. And he said, no, no, I won't do that if I find, you know, in answer. What if Abraham hadn't asked him? See? But he answered every prayer. Yeah, if I find 50 there, I'll spare. Think about that. He'd spare those wicked cities in all of their wickedness for 50 righteous people. Well, then Abraham asked him about, about you know, paraphrasing, well, how about 45? Just, you know, sparing it for 45. All right, 40, fine, I'll do it. 30, 20, 10. You know, I, I, I think, uh, think about that though. That he said he'd spare those cities if he could find 10 righteous people. I, I'm just sort of the opinion that if Abraham had said, well, how about just for Lot's sake, just one, we can find one here. I read another scripture there in the Old Testament, and we'll get to it later on too, but just for observation at the moment, where God said, I sought for a man among them. He's talking about Israel now. Just one. I just sought for a man among them to stand in the gap and make up the hedge. In other words, intercede to me that I will not destroy the land. Because see, there's a judgment that comes on sin, you know. And there he infers at least that if he could just found one, if he just found one man, he had spared the land for that one man's sake, him seeking God. Think about that. Think about that. And so uh, that's the reason he said, pray for these kings and all that are in authority. For our sake, he'll do things. We're here. That we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is acceptable in the sight of God. Good and acceptable. This is good and acceptable in the sight of God. Our Savior, who would have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. You see, there's more involved here too. You, you can't spread the gospel when a nation and a country is in turmoil and war. You're restricted in what you can do for God. Amen? Amen? So that's the reason he said you pray. Notice again that he said, supplications... I exhort, therefore, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks. Well, in one sense of the word, you could say that all of it is prayer in a general sense. But there are different areas and different kinds of praying. Notice here that he puts supplication first. Then he just says prayers. And then he says intercessions. And then he says giving of thanks. I wonder sometime, because in more recent time, I've done a little bit more study along this line. The reason I did is because I said some things by the Spirit. It didn't come out of my head. I didn't know I was going to say it. It sort of startled me when I said it. It started me to think it. I just wonder if we haven't really done wrong by putting too much emphasis on intercessory prayer. In fact, I wonder if we haven't missed it entirely by saying we've got an intercessory prayer group. Amen. You ought to have a prayer group. If they're just making intercession, that's all they're doing, then they're only one-fourth right. They're, they're three-fourths wrong. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Uh, this book... The Untapped Power of Praise yes. was a s series that I did several years ago, really. But I did it because God began to deal with me about the fact 
that people were not missing it in their believing Him. Yes. They were missing it in the praise. In the praise. And so the Word of God is full of praise. That's right. And this book is called The Untapped Power of Praise. And there is, there's 125 pages. There's six chapters. And it's all dealing with, with praise. The Untapped Power of Praise it's it's just something that that we have to realize that we haven't. The reason I call it the untapped yeah. is that we really haven't tapped in. We haven't done it as much as we should. Yeah, we haven't tapped into it like we should have. And then this is this is yours. I'll yes. let you talk about it. Yes, <laughs> uh, this uh, fuel your passion for God. You know, so many times we only have a passion for God when we're in trouble. Right. And it's so important that we keep our passion for God all the time. So this is a CD on inspiring you for your passion for God. And I trust that that will help you. Now, these are being offered for a gift of $19 or more for these two. But when you order those... You know, the world we're living in, there's so much negativism. I know. I have a two-CD series called Staying Positive in a Negative World. Yes. And everybody that orders the... With the gift of $19 or more gets mm-hmm. the Fuel Your Passion and Untapped Power Price. I am going to throw this two CD set in yes. saying positive in a negative That's world. Because right. I think this is something you need right now. Yes. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue his message on Praying with All Kinds of Prayer Series, Volume 3. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.